Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Isaac here coming at you again with another sweet episode from the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. I'm pretty pumped today because um, we have a special guest. So uh, I reached out to Matthew Lose, who is a graduate from the University of Arkansas, and uh, he got his uh, Bachelor's of Science in Civil Engineering with them with a minor in general business. He has worked in the civil engineering consulting field since 2012, and he specializes in commercial real estate development through the state of Texas the great state of Texas. His projects basically include, but they're not really limited to, uh, multifamily residential, some retail, campus, and office developments. As a business minor at the Sam M. Walton College of Business at the U of A, Matt got a unique taste of vast landscape of business. And this interest in business strategies has only increased since his graduation and it was a driving force in the creation of what he came up with which is the business of engineering book as well as the place making podcast these are all things that we dive into in our interview uh talking about his book as well as his awesome podcast and uh it's just going to be an exciting show so if you are interested in tips and uh development this is definitely going to be for you and it's uh, got some tips in here for you if you're just a civil engineer in general. I just think uh, the development side of things is very fascinating for me personally, something I have been interested in learning more about. And Matt shares all the tips that he's got uh, to, to share with others. So it's going to be a good time. Hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, give Matt some love. Go follow him on Twitter. Follow his podcast as well, the Placemaking Place Making Podcast, uh, and leave a review for him as well, because I think uh, you've got some good stuff here. It'd be good for the community, the CEA community, to go show him some love. So anyway, guys, uh, with that being said, we will get right to our interview coming right up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I just had to tell you about a sweet partner that we have, and that is 99designs. Uh, this place is awesome. If you ever need a logo, you need business cards, you need a website, graphic package, anything that you want designed, you can get it done at 99designs. If you go to our link, which is civilengineeringacademy.com slash 99designs, that's the number 99designs.com, you'll be taken to 99designs and you can get started right away. You tell them what you need, real easy, they can design anything, uh, anything graphically, you work with the best designers, you can either hire a designer uh, individually or you can start a contest and work with a community of designers and they all submit their ideas so you can pick your favorite design 
Uh, and then lastly, you finalize your design and you continue working together. So it's really sweet. Um, there's been thousands of people using them. They're rated 4.8 out of 5 stars. Uh, they're around 24-7. They cover 90-plus design categories, everything from an iOS app all the way to wine labels and everything in between. So if you are in the hunt for business cards or maybe you've started your own business and you would like a website, this is a great place to go to get logos, business cards, anything graphic that you want done. So go check it out, civilengineeringacademy.com slash 99designs. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about a sweet discount we have for you. If you use PPI, which is one of the industry leaders in providing exam material for the FE and the PE exam, then use our discount code of CIVAC and get 15% off any book that you get there. Head to our affiliate link at civilengineeringacademy.com slash PPI. Go check out the books that you need and use our code CIVAC at checkout get 15% off any book that does apply only to books, not courses, but is still a sweet, sweet discount. Go check it out. You'll be happy you did. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. I've got a special guest today. We've got Matt, Matt here with us, Matt Lopes, right? Matt yes, Lopes. Sir. And we're excited to have him. Uh, Matt's awesome. He's been in the development world and uh, I think has a lot to share with everybody. And so I want I we discuss, I discovered you through LinkedIn, brought you on. I thought it would be really fun to have you on and as as a guest, uh, kind of discuss how you got into that and maybe share some some sweet tips with everybody here. So <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, so I, I guess just to begin, um, how did you find yourself into civil engineering, like? How did you choose that path? And then how did you end up in in the niche that you're in within civil engineering? Yeah, uh, I love asking this question to, uh, to other engineers because it's funny the type of answers you get. And a lot of them kind of come back to, you know, growing up and things they were interested in and, you know, building things and all this. And I would say mine is similar, um, came up you know, loved, loved Legos, loved building, loved taking apart things in the garage, that kind of thing. Uh, enjoyed, you know, that, that, that type of activity. And I'd say, you know, being outside, enjoying math, like all these things kind of culminated into an idea that I wanted to do engineering. I didn't know what kind. And I think that yeah. happens to a lot of people. Um, but ultimately, and this is probably the same for most civils too, it came down to civil or mechanical and, uh, you know, I chose civil just because I liked the idea of tangible items that I could work with, um, and build and, and create, you know, create. That's awesome. Places, you know? And so... When yeah. I saw the course curriculum for mechanical, I was like, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll go the civil route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I just couldn't see myself doing the things that I expected the mechanicals to do, like 
the things I heard that, you know, they were working on, it just didn't appeal to me, you know, in the future. So yeah, I couldn't see good. myself doing that. That's good. Yeah. And, and you kind of don't know what you don't know. So until you start getting into it and you realize what civils, you know, are actually working on, mm-hmm. then it kind of opens your eyes to things, which is why you go to school, right? To figure right. some of the stuff out. So, well, and then how did you get into that development area? Yeah. Yeah. Even in school, you know, you don't really know what it actually entails until you get out and like start trying new uh, jobs and, and feeling out what, what's best for you. And so I got an internship, um, my junior year of college and it was just happened to be with the site development group and got to see what they were doing. And it really appealed to me from, you know, from a business side, I enjoyed, you know, the business classes that I took, I got a minor in business and enjoyed that and kind of got to do that along with the engineering. I got to mix both mm. and that really appealed to me. And then, you know, just as luck as to have it, you know, going into that, that internship, I came out and I really enjoyed it. So I decided That's to stick awesome. with it. Yeah. I, I was similar, except I took an internship and discovered that's not what I wanted to do <laughs> and kind of went a different route. So, uh, that is the you know, value of an internship for sure. Yeah. That's why you do them. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, they're good learning experiences. And so, wow. So you have found yourself in the development world. Um, and I, I know now you have started a podcast called the place Mason place making podcast and uh, I've listened to a bunch of episodes. I have found them really interesting. And um, and really, for anybody that's looking to get tips and tools and advice on how to do development, it's kind of a go-to source. I really like the one you did. Uh, and I can't remember the lady's name. Kelly? Um, yeah, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, about floodplains in Florida and working working there. So I, yeah. I think you got a lot of good stuff there. So how, why did you start that? Yeah, it's probably similar to you as, uh, you know, I, I saw value in having these conversations with other people and then also recording them. And, you know, a lot of these conversations I've had day to day and thought, Hey, <laughs> this might, this might actually be valuable for someone else to, to listen to especially if they're interested in development and and the real estate development field is very diverse and there's a lot of, there's a lot that goes on to it that most people don't understand or know about. And so, um, you know, just kind of pulling back the veil and talking to all these, uh, all these different subject matter experts, developers themselves and, and kind of get those tips and tricks so maybe it helps either convince somebody to do it themselves like maybe gives them just enough confidence that hey maybe i can do this and or just you know for seasoned people that uh, like like to hear you know other points of view or whatnot it's, yeah uh, i I think there's a lot of interest in doing that too. I know people just around my own, you know, neighborhood, one guy had pulled the trigger on doing development in different, in some different areas. Um, 
and I was always surprised because you, you never know who jumps into that game and just goes full bore with it. But it's, I think right. it's a really neat thing to do. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, why don't you take us through a typical day for the kind of engineering that you do? So right now I'm, I'm more in a, uh, management role, quasi management, still, still do some design. Um, but for those that aren't really sure about what, what, you know, the site development, you know, field, that kind of civil engineering, um, I primarily focus on developments that consist of, you know, multifamily, a mixed use, high rise, that kind of thing. Okay. And so it's everything five feet outside the building is how we look at it is our domain. Um, so hmm. that's drainage, utilities, permitting, uh, pretty much the whole gambit. So, you know, an architect comes in, um, paired up with a developer or an owner and, you know, they have a vision for the site and then they hire out the other pieces. So we're one piece, you know, structural engineers are another piece, mechanical engineers, and we all kind of come together to, to help, you know, this vision. But uh, our piece is, is pretty much everything on the ground and underneath it. Um, you know, utility. And you're in Texas, right? So, yeah. I mean, things are still exploding there or what, what's it like there? Yeah. It's, uh, I keep seeing pictures and images of just fields of homes and all kinds of stuff. Right. It must be going crazy there. Yeah. It's, uh, we're still one of the fastest growing places in the country and, uh, it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. So even with COVID. Busy. Yeah. Construction's still going. Wow, that's awesome. Um, well, it sounds like you've got a lot of experience now if you've worked your way up into a management type role, but is there a, a tip or a tool or any sort of career advice for an up and coming engineer that you think would be valuable for them to, to know about? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you've all give got some, something. Give some tips for those rising engineers. Uh, so I guess my biggest tip would be to always continue to learn as much as you can. I mean, this one's, it's a given, but yeah. uh, graduating from college is, is not the pinnacle of your education <laughs> as much as <laughs> some people wish it were. Um, just constantly learning and never get stuck. It's in always rut. surprising too, how much, like how much you learn in college and how much is actually applied to like the field that you're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's helpful to know all disciplines, but sometimes it's always an eye opener. Like when you actually get out in, in the working world, um, you know, what, what you're actually pulling from college to actually help you in your workplace. But, right. um, it sounds like with you, you've learned a lot of new softwares and they're not, maybe, maybe not new, but you've learned a lot of software tips and tools as well. So. Yeah. Maybe you can um, talk about some of those. So typically for our line of work, we use a lot of civil 3D, which is uh, Autodesk uh, in the Autodesk family. But um, a lot of what it does is it, it allows us to basically design a site. Um, and 
we're able to make 3D surfaces for the site and model all the utilities and that kind of thing. So that that was luckily I was able to start out with that because that's pretty much industry wide. Uh, yeah, but at least for for our group. So um, and you know I try to learn learn the new stuff that's coming out to uh, you know like all the BIM softwares that are coming out in Revit and Revit doesn't necessarily apply to us, but at the moment, but it's uh, nice to understand the capabilities since we share back and forth with architects and, and mechanicals and structurals, which all use it. So good. That's good mm -hmm. advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I personally agree with all of that. When you leave college, there's definitely a lot, a lot more to learn. Um, in, in my own world, I learned a really specific software cause I'm in, uh, the transmission world for utility design, mm -hmm. designing transmission poles. And there is one software that everybody uses and it's called PLS CAD. And so this is, I mean, it's just something you would never use unless you were in this transmission kind of world. So yeah, uh, there's always something new to learn. Definitely. Um, how about this? How about, uh, is there something that you, that you've learned in your journey as an engineer and now into project management, a lesson that you've learned, whether it was through a mistake that you've made or that you've seen at a distance, a mistake made and maybe, uh, what you learned from that. Yeah. I would be lying if I didn't make any mistakes. <laughs> so, uh, really a lot of those mistakes, my own and, and others that I've noticed all come from, I would say they would stem from a lack of communication. Um, yeah. A lot of times, a lot of times just communicating certain things can save people lots of time. And, and, you know, it's, it's something that I've learned is much more necessary than maybe it was taught in school. Um, you know, we had some team assignments, but even then, you know, the, the actual communication portion wasn't really emphasized. But what do you think happens? Why do you think the communication breaks down? Oh man, there's plenty of plenty of reasons that I can think of. Uh, you know, ego is a barrier often to communication. Um, Egos, yeah, that's a big one. If, yeah, especially for us, people people don't want to admit either right. when they're wrong on something or something else might need to be looked at again or. Right. Double checked. Right. Um, that one's, that one's a big one for engineers. I've noticed <laughs> myself <agree>. in general, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'd say ego. Um, I, th this is just me thinking out of the box, but sure. I also think a lot of engineers kind of get so focused on their own projects. You know, you get going on something, you kind of just, stay in the zone on it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times project managers and other people that are part of the team need to know where you're at or what's going on or an issue that you have maybe seen that no one else has seen. Those kind of things come mm -hmm. up and sometimes you're, you just never bring it up. You know about it, yeah, but you're not telling anybody. Yeah. Maybe lack of so. protocols in place for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I was going to say management, but you know, that's, that's kind of goes along with what you were saying. Um, yeah, a lot of times we don't want to be wrong. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably the main thing I bet yeah. with engineers. Definitely. They don't want to be wrong. Definitely. Okay. Well, good advice there. Um, is there a recent idea or project that you've worked on where um, you were involved that might help others know more, I guess, about you and what what's going on in your world? Yeah. I mean, what uh, are you what are you working on these days? What you got a big project? Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking more along my projects that are outside of work, but sure. Um, you know, the book that, uh, published last year with the engineering management Institute was, was a pretty big project. Um, Oh, tell, tell me about that. Yeah. Uh, it's called the business of engineering. I've got it sitting around somewhere, but, um, yeah, I worked with uh, the Engineering Management Institute to publish that last year. Uh, it's kind of a passion project for about three, a little over three years. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, so that was that was a big one for me to get rid of, <laughs> knock that out. Cause you that, worked on it for three years. I would say yeah, it was probably about three years. Um, wow. And one so of those where, that, where can people check this out? Uh, Amazon's probably the best place. Um, I've got it on, you know, LinkedIn and all that, but uh, okay. you can find it on Amazon. When you, do you have some uh, highlights from that? Sure. The business of engineering? Essentially, it's, it's just going through the certain things I learned, you know, soon after college. It's kind of that mentality of, um, you know, kind of, kind of journaling my experience after college and, and what worked and what didn't, what, what I gained from the college experience and how it, how it actually helped me, you know, out, out of college, you know, once I got a, a job and everything. And, and so it's basically just saying that, um, you know, the training that engineers have received isn't necessarily it it needs to be updated to meet you know what we're seeing right now as far as all the technology that's coming out as engineers we're going to be put into more leadership positions and i didn't feel that college quite you know prepared me for that and so it's basically dissecting all the attributes that that can make engineers successful you know after college based on it's almost like um they're all you're also becoming a leader sooner i feel like um I don't know. It just feels like in, in this such a rapid paced world, I know things take time, but a lot of times you're thrust into situations where they're relying on you to be, you know, the go-to source or the leader mm-hmm. for whatever you're working on. Um, right. So yeah, I can see how, why that would be very valuable. 
Right. Yeah, technologies just continue to exponentially climb right now. And so, you know, back when, uh, you know, the, the first industrial revolution, when that came about, you know, more of these engineers were thrust into these positions because they had the technological mindset that, that other lay businessmen or others might not know, professional managers, that kind of thing. Hmm. And then, um, you know, we're now into the fourth industrial revolution or getting there. And I, I, the same thing is, is going to occur. I mean, professional managers don't, won't quite understand, you know, the background needed or won't have that background needed to effectively lead. Yeah. And that's kind of the overall premise of the book is, is, the main lesson is, is that, you know, those, those skills learned in college don't quite translate, you know, to that yet. And, uh, just kind of trying to bridge that gap. That's fantastic. So the business of engineering. Yes. Okay. Go check that out. That's yeah. a, that that's a sweet resource. Yeah. Um, as we dive into this a little bit further, is there a favorite project that you've personally worked on or or studied? Yeah, uh, the first kind of big project I worked on, and it, it wasn't huge, but it was a, a ten-story office building. And nice. Yeah, it was it was exciting because it it was kind of it was kind of big deal at the time. Sure. And, um, you know, I learned so much, not only about engineering as a whole, but, uh, you know, the business side of uh, communicating with other disciplines, architects, other engineers, um, shareholders outside of that, the city, you know, just kind of understanding that whole process. And that was, that was a big one for me. Um, That's great. Yeah. It's always like that first project that becomes usually the most memorable for people, I think, because <laughs> you, yeah. you end up learning a lot from either mistakes made or just some stuff like that. So, Sink or swim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember I designed a steel pole for a transmission line, and I go out and hand all this stuff out to the crew members that are out there because I worked a lot with, uh, with linemen, so I worked uh -huh. with the general foreman. And this guy has been in the, you know, he's been in the field for like ever, 30 plus years. And he looks at stuff and he's picking out stuff I screwed up on big time. And, you just know, to your face. Just... On yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, hey, you need to come look at this. <laughs> uh, yeah. But those are learning lessons I have found and not to be like scared of those because mm -hmm. they're going to come, you know, one way or another. And yeah. if you can learn from them, then you don't make those mistakes in the future or you at least know what to look out for. Mm -hmm. So it's just part of the learning process. Definitely. That's great. Um, what's something you're interested in about today? I mean, uh, any things top of mind that you're very interested? I would say mobility and transportation and how how we move things. Um, that's, that's kind of one of those exciting ideas that I, I really want to learn more about, uh, um, wow. you know, just autonomous vehicles, VTOL, 
uh, ride sharing, how that's going to impact uh, everyday life, you know, and, and how cities are actually constructed in the future. It's, I think it's exciting stuff. But. I think so too. I, it feels like we're right on the cusp of something like, you know, th- th- those things are coming, mm-hmm. um, you know, and we'll maybe be older when that all happens, but it would be, it's kind of fun to talk about it now yeah. and see where, see where we go. Right. Yeah. It's interesting to learn about uh, just, it's, it's crazy. The, the integration that is, is kind of trying to be built into the cities, but uh, they're, they're a long ways off, but. Okay. Well, good. Thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of, throw at you some short questions, some quick answers that you can give to me on a few questions. And uh, this is just to help other engineers that are rising up, but just little bits of pieces of advice that maybe you have for others. So the first one I have is what's an obstacle that you faced when becoming a civil engineer? Mm. That's a big one. Yeah. What Uh, do you think was a bigger (laughs) obstacle for you? I think the biggest obstacle uh, for me was believing that I had to know all the answers to every question I was asked. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, I don't, the idea that I was supposed to be a subject matter expert, you know, at, at these meetings or even though, you know, a lot of those early meetings, I was, I was with others that, you know, were actually, signing and sealing the plans in the future, I still felt like, you know, I went to school for this, right? I should know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, yeah. And I took that very personally, not knowing all those answers. Um, so I think that was a big obstacle is just like, Hey, it takes some time to learn. Um, you know, that's great. Not taking it personally when you don't know everything. That's great advice. How about this one? What's the best advice you've ever received or just good advice in general? This goes along with the the book. Um, So kind of the title of the book I got by some advice that was given to me is that we were not just engineers. We were in the business of engineering. Hence the book Um, is basically there's a lot. We're, we're one piece and just learning to work with others and understand what's why our piece is important and, and how it affects others. Cause um, you know, engineering is a service, but it's a, uh, you, you still got to understand, you know, what piece of the puzzle you are and how that, and it goes back to management as well, you know, the business side. But um, it, I think that was the biggest advice that stuck to me is just trying to learn more about the the business behind the engineering as well. Okay. That's great. Um, that's really good advice. Um, that I Personally, I think, you know, working in a utility I'm kind of a fish out of water a little bit because I'm a civil engineer in an electrical engineering world a little bit, <laughs> although they do hire a lot of civil engineers there. Mm. Basically, all disciplines are needed. But, um, you know, once you learn 
what you do and you start learning what other people do, it just kind of opens your eyes to all the pieces that are involved in, in making either a company or a business or, or, or a project all move forward. And mm -hmm. so I, I do think that's, that's just spot on. Um, another question for you, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success as an engineer <laughs> or do you have any? Oh yeah. I've, yeah. Tons. Uh, I would say biggest habit is reading, uh, not just reading, but mainly reading voraciously. I, I enjoy reading and learning. And I think that's ultimately a habit that has, has created more success for me is, and, and, and it wasn't something I picked up in college. I did not I was not a huge reader in college, but uh, that was the same. Yeah, <laughs> we had enough to read, right? You don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. So afterwards, uh, with all my all my free time, I had. Uh, but yeah, I, I think uh, learning and reading those go hand in hand. But uh, you know, good habit. Is yeah. there a particular book or any books that stand out to you? There's a couple. Um, I would say Ego is the Enemy is one of my favorite Ego ones. Ego is the Enemy. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I have by, never read that. Yeah. It's a good one by Ryan Holiday. Um, and it, it's kind of talking about what I talked about previously, you know, <laughs> how Ego sometimes uh, stops us from either asking questions or... Um, I mean, really, that's the big one is, is being too insecure to ask those questions because your, your ego is in the way to, to, to basically, you know, stop you from showing somebody that you don't know everything kind of thing. And um, that, that book kind of tells you ways that you can actually pull that back a little bit and uh, understand it and, and kind of, you know, recognize when that's going to be an issue. And so I, I thought that was an actionable book that that's great. I liked. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll keep note of that. We'll put it in some notes here so we can yeah. let others be reminded of it. That's great. Um, another question for you. We already talked about a book that you'd recommend. This one's kind of a fun one, but if you had all the resources or all the knowledge that you had in the world, what's something you would uh, like to be a part of in the world <laughs> of civil engineering? What would you do? Yeah, so we talked about transportation and, and that kind of thing, and that's that's a pretty cool project. That would be cool to understand how all this is integrated together, the autonomous vehicles, smart cities, that kind of thing. But I that's would say... Great. I would say sustainability in construction. Uh, okay. If I had, you know, it's it's such a big part of, you know, it, they say the pollution from construction activities is, is one of the greatest producers of, of pollution, sorry. And so if we could come up with, you know, ways to make it a little more sustainable, um, it, it's not as big, exciting, and, and sexy as the transportation one, but I, I think that would have a, a pretty big impact. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, every time I read about uh, how much concrete we use and you know what that's doing to the stuff, I I agree with you. So, yeah. no, those are that's that's great. Um, yeah, I I I think uh, with everything that you've shared with us today, I I think you know as a beginning engineer or even someone experienced, there's going to be something here that that you could learn from uh, a tip or tool even a lesson, a lesson learned. So I think this is all very valuable for those that are are listening to this. And I really thank Matt for all he's uh, put into helping the podcast and uh, sharing some of his uh, life experiences with us. Of course. So maybe as we wrap up, Matt, why don't, uh, is, there, is there any lasting piece of guidance or or the best way to contact you if you want to be contacted to connect with you if they have any questions about development or either just getting more information from you what's what's the best way to get a hold of you yeah for your for your first question here the last bit of advice i would just say stay hungry you know uh never be afraid to ask questions and you know just just enjoy the process of learning and problem solving that's why you're an engineer right so um And to find me, you can find me on LinkedIn like you did or, or Twitter. Hey, and, it's a good way to do it. <laughs> it is a big piece of, of networking for me. I, I enjoy LinkedIn. Um, or you can find uh, on the uh, podcast for placemakingpodcast.com. So. Yeah. Go subscribe to that one. Leave a good review too. Placemaking <laughs> Podcast. It's good stuff. Um, well, thanks Matt for jumping on and, uh, sharing your, your wisdom with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll see you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, before we continue, I wanted to tell you about another sweet resource we have for you. And that is our very own community that we built from the ground up to help you. This is a Facebook community that we have. Go join other like-minded civil engineers that are studying for the FE, the PE, or just need great career advice. Uh, We share all the tips, tools, and resources that we can on there. Plus, you'll join other community members that jump on and will help you as well. It's completely free. We love it. We think you'll love it as well. That is ceacommunity.com. Go check it out. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, we would love to have you. Email me at Isaac at civilengineeringacademy.com. And if you need more tips, resources, anything to do with the FE, the PE, or anything to do with civil engineering, go check out civilengineeringacademy.com. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining me, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.